Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com welcome to meathead test kitchen where food fitness and mental health come to hang out nutrition training and life it's all fair game on mtk meathead test kitchen Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where we're always back on our bullshit. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And it is time for another mental health check. Today, we are going to cover something that I think is a struggle for almost everyone who exists on planet Earth, including ourselves, Mm. (sighs) self-confidence. Take a deep breath. It's an upper today. Yes. This is an upper today. We're not we're not going down today. Um, no. But we got a message the other day that went something like this. My daughter is so worried about what other people think and trying to get her to realize how little other people actually think about us and what we're doing is a struggle. So basically, I'm just trying to help give her confidence in her choices and her path. Woo. As a young yeah. woman, um, let me tell you how difficult that can be because being mm. a woman is difficult enough. Mm-hmm. Being a young woman in a place like this is just yeah, fucked. It's, it's something else. And I, I think too, like, you know, we talk about societal factors all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for forever in, whether it be in the fitness space or just in life, always feeling like we have to compare ourselves to this fucking like radical idea of what beauty standards are. Yes. Um, how you should be friends, how you should act and, and all of this other shit. Even I think it can be really difficult. Even the way that you carry yourself as a woman is fucking scrutinized yes. in the public eye. Yes. Um, people think I'm a bitch. No, I'm just an it's INTJ. My face. I have an INTJ brain. I am on the scale of chickdom. I am all the way, my slider is all the way to dude. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Um, Gender dysphoria? Sometimes. It sure is. Uh, but anyway, self-confidence. Like, it's it's difficult to build sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know where to look, it drives everything you do. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about why we lack it. Let's talk about underconfidence versus overconfidence and how you find this elusive, euphoric feeling that is self-confidence. So let us converse, shall we? Being comfortable in your own skin. Why do we lack self-confidence? Well, there are a fuckload of various different reasons. Depends on person. Just like everything else, your mileage may vary in I this feel category. Like I'm handing you the, the cup with the little right? popsicle sticks in it that's got yeah. shit written on the ends of them. Pick, Pick a reason, one. any reason. Exactly. Um, so you as a singular fucking entity on this planet 
it could be waves of oversharing and look at me on social media. That's just the, where we live in mm-hmm. society now. It could be trolls. It could be imposter syndrome. It could be fucking trauma. Hello. Yes. It really can be caused by almost anything. Um, just fucking life experience in general. Yes. Um, so first, what is confidence by definition? Confidence is a belief in oneself, the conviction that one has the ability to meet life's challenges and to succeed and the willingness to act accordingly. So confidence is doing the thing you said you're going to do and believing that you're going to do it, TLDR. Mm -hmm. Um, Being confident requires a realistic sense of one's capabilities and feeling secure in that knowledge. That can be difficult. Hello, imposter syndrome. Chaoses, I've missed you. No, I haven't. Um, (laughs) Seems simple enough, though, right? Like, why do some of us lack it more than others? Well, psychologists say that there are a few ingredients that can determine the person's confidence level. It can be your genetics. It can be your temperament. Hello. Mm. Um, It can be your cultural background. Mm. It can be your early life experiences, Mm. like parenting style, past trauma, Mm. both of those. Check those boxes. Shit. Right. Um, Although those elements are generally out of our control, there are still plenty of ways to gain confidence throughout your life. So if you feel like you're just not doing it for yourself right now, Mm -hmm. you can write your course. Yes. There's you haven't lost any time. You're not a lost cause. You don't suck. You're not a shitty person. You just lack confidence and that's not your fault. Nope. And I mean, we've, we've discussed this a little bit on, on prior episodes, but like it could be, it's literally any facet of your life. Obviously we're going to focus on, you know, life in general, probably, but fitness and nutrition, that stuff goes hand in hand. If you're not self-confident to start, um, you feel a little nervous, you have a little bit of fear. It's can sometimes be hard to even fucking begin. Yes. Totally understandable. And that's not... It's not a foreign concept for a lot of us. No. So, um, um, and I feel like, you know, I mean, obviously our podcast, we skew more towards the ladies and the mm-hmm. femmes. Um, so this is just, I know we're preaching to the choir today. It's going to be one of those episodes where you just nod and you're like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, again, we're going to talk about societal norms because we live in a society and it drives every fucking thing that mm-hmm. we do. Whether or not you realize it, it's all interconnected. If you're miserable, blame capitalism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that. Yep. It's their fucking fault. Yep. So, like, as a woman, I chose not to wear makeup anymore when we record. Why? I don't fucking like it. Yeah. That's a huge self confidence move. Like, yeah. the only other person I can think of, like, recently that stands out like A list celebrity that does that is Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys yeah. doesn't give a fuck. She yeah. will go to a red carpet gala with no fucking makeup on. Yeah. The only time I'm putting makeup on is if I am so pale that I look like I'm dead and I need to record, <laughs> or I'm paying a lot of money to have photos taken. Yeah. If you don't like my naked face, fuck off. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the only and that's that's the things too. So like, I like to wear makeup, and a lot of people, men, will be like, "Oh, why, why, why are you, why are you wearing? Ma- who are you getting dressed up for?" My me. We don't exist Me? for your fucking pleasure. Because I enjoy wearing makeup. I yes. like putting my, I li- literally look forward to doing that every single morning. It's a part of my routine. I enjoy doing it. Will I go out without makeup on? Yeah. If I don't fucking feel like it or I want my face to breathe or I don't even feel like putting moisturizer on, I do it all the fucking time. Yeah. And then you have people, this is, this is what we're talking about that fucking beauty standards and shit like yes. that. Cause then when you don't wear makeup and people are used to seeing you in it, you look tired. Are you Okay. That is such a backhanded fucking remark. Like, how many times have I been told, oh, you look tired. Are you okay? And I'll just turn to them and be like, yeah, I am tired. Also, I didn't want to fucking put makeup on today. And then that's how you're going to tell me that I, oh, you don't have makeup on today. Right. Sorry. I noticed. Guess what? I can still do my fucking job just the same as I usually do, whether or not I've got $30 worth of shit smeared on my face. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Also, well, it's fucking expensive. Makeup is so fucking expensive for as little as I use it. It doesn't fucking make sense to right. spend $25 on a bottle of foundation if it's going to get used right. three times in six months. Yep. My favorite thing, and I just like have always enjoyed enjoyed doing it. My I used favorite to. thing I is used like to a lot. buying different mascaras and seeing how I like them. Yeah. You know, like the other thing too that I keep keeps popping in my head as we're talking about this like we grew up in the 90s so like the the fucking beauty standards have changed so fucking much like when we were growing up it was like christina aguilera britney spears fucking paris hilton all super fucking skinny like Mm -hmm. like like under, worrisome under, skinny underfed for sure yeah. definitely not eating potentially the thing I mean, at the time was yeah. the thigh gap you had to achieve the thigh gap Th- that was never I, I was so concerned about that and so fucking worried about that for so long because i thought i had to have that in order to be accepted and be beautiful my quote unquote my thighs have touched each other since i was a I baby will, now i know that <laughs> i would never ever even if i tried unless i was legitimately not feeding myself and had an extreme eating disorder, will my thighs ever achieve that? Here's why you don't want a thigh gap. You know when you get a thigh gap, you lose your quads. Yeah. You don't want to lose your quads. <laughs> right. You don't want to lose your... You can't fucking There's nothing wrong if you naturally have that, legs. by the way. No, if you're, if you're naturally built that way, which some people are. Yes. That's fine. Like, we're not shitting on you for being built the way that you're built. We're just saying don't strive to starve yourself so that you can look like a fucking celebrity from 30 years ago. Right. Or or, or like more. or whatever the fucking beauty standard oh, is now. You know? Yes. And it's, this is an open letter to all the people that talk shit about our eyebrows on social media. Guess what? <laughs> we're from small town and we were born in the late 80s. Guess what women did in the 90s in small towns? Overplucked their eyebrows. They overplucked their it's not just eyebrows. It's not just small towns. It's everyone it's did that. everyone did it. Some people were lucky enough that their eyebrows grew back mine, mine didn't, didn't. <laughs> i plucked them and waxed them and yep. over tweezed them so fucking much that mm-hmm. like i've got like a tuft i'm trying i'm actively <laughs> trying to fucking grow them in because i'm sick of all you fucking shitbirds talking about my sperm eyebrows on fucking tiktok but this is but, like, like what we're talking about yeah. like it, it can be those trolls that we're talking about people come out people's appearance all the fucking time and it's un- entirely fu- un- and they fucking are the necessary. last fucking people that should be making any fucking comments about how anyone looks if i can look at your profile picture and tell that you smell like a sweaty armpit i don't want to hear a fucking word from you go take a shower <laughs> um speaking of like just fucking self-confidence and shit like that you've heard us talk about flipping the script a ton mm-hmm. but this is why it's so important we're going to touch on it again. So having self-confidence matters because it's basically driving all of your internal dialogue, yes. um, which is can literally ruin your whole fucking day. Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Psychology Today says being confident means knowing that you can handle the emotional outcome of whatever you'll face. Begin by acknowledging every emotion because it's just an emotion. It's not good, bad, or this, that, or the other thing. Okay. It's just an emotion. It's Realize that it's happening. And try to maybe understand why. Do a little introspection. Um, but be, uh, sorry, begin by acknowledging every emotion, including difficult ones. Yes. Anger, sadness, fear, rather than avoiding them. Uh, speaking up for yourself, limiting self-criticism, pretty difficult. But And other strategies can help build emotional strength and confidence. I think that was the hardest part for me was to like kick that backseat driver in my brain that's always my mom's voice out of the back of my head when like things are really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a mindfulness technique that took a lot of practice in therapy. Yep. Um, to be yep. able to throw that wall up when I hear it coming mm-hmm. is really difficult, but huge. 
huge. Like we talk about things that you learn in therapy. This is one of those things you learn in therapy, how to short circuit shit when your brain's going haywire. Yep. Um, and it's really important, especially if you have a brain that is quasi unruly mm-hmm. or completely unruly. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, completely nah. unruly. My brain's a suicidal dick that fucking hates myself so fucking much. Like that I like the fact that I am alive doing what I'm doing at this point is a fucking like testament to therapy. You yeah. go to therapy, you learn the tools to fucking keep living your life. Sure, yeah. it's shitty for the time being, and this is I had this conversation with somebody very briefly the other day on Twitter. We have a listener that's going through a tough spot and he posted that he was having a bad time right now. And I'm like, just keep swimming, dude. I know it's shitty right now. You're going to figure it out because we always figure it out and it'll eventually get better. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stop. It, don't stop. Get it. Get it. You're on the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't. It can't rain all the time. No, it can't rain all the time. And if it does, it's because you live in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sorry. You live in Seattle and you've got fucking legal weed. <laughs> but um, when you when you talk about self-confidence, where do you fall on the scale? Yeah. Are you confident? Are you underconfident? Are you overconfident? Are you in the cozy little spot in between? Let's see. One thing I wanted to add real quick before we dive into this next topic is I saw something just to put things in in perspective. When you hear that, when you realize that you're having negative self-talk, somebody said something the other day and it stuck with me. It's just one of those things that like I've thought about every day since I heard it. Do you have evidence for that? Yeah. Who told you that? Yeah. It's, It's like my therapist. Who said that? Yeah. Do you have receipts? I mean, treat it like like you would treat any heckler in your life Mm -hmm. on the internet. Like if someone comes up and throws shit at you, you're like, "Mm, I'm going to need receipts for that. Sorry. Your brain's no different. Right. Call your, call yourself on your own bullshit. Yep. I mean, we have a whole episode on that. We do. I think it's literally called calling yourself yourself on on your your bullshit. bullshit. It's like episode between 50 and 70, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. But I, it's, super, <laughs> it's super important, just even for perspective. And something that I learned, I mean, forever ago in therapy was like, one, you have to realize, just experience the emotion. It's Let totally it fine. You. Let the wave hit you. It's totally fine. Sit with it. You don't have to react, which was the hardest thing for me because I am I react and it's oh like <laughs> it's str- not that I way. I struggle with that too. It's not that way so much anymore. My go-to emotion forever was anger. It didn't matter what the actual emotion was. It was always what came out was reactive anger. Anger is your bodyguard. Exactly. So I would what my therapist told me to do. Okay, you feel anger. Sit there experience it and then actually think to yourself okay but what is what is this really a lot of times it was fear almost 99 percent of the time it was fear in some way so like being able to pinpoint that stuff and be like okay but why and recognizing that and then being like okay something that somebody else said not that long ago and i know i've repeated it a couple times on this podcast is when stuff like that happens you can choose one of two ways to deal with it. You can react, sure. But the other part of it is figuring out what the solution might be. Because if you're just reacting, you're literally in a way, you're just bitching about something and you're not actually solving a problem. Yes. Um, Being reactionary is just that. You're just giving a reaction. You're not actually doing anything to solve it. So like for me personally, it can manifest in a bunch of different ways, which will turn into anger. Because for me as well, it is my go-to defense emotion. Mechanism. It was my defense mechanism for my entire fucking life. Yep. When I had to fight or flight, you know what? I was going to fucking fight and I was going to make it a big goddamn production. That And that for me too, so reactionary for me is what I thought would get me attention. That too. 
It because didn't matter if I got good grades. It didn't matter the good stuff I did. So when I fucked up or got angry or freaked out, I got some attention. Yep. Good, bad, or ugly. If I had a bigger reaction in a fight than my parents did, then I got attention. Yep. Yep. That's how I learned to be such a fucking papalone when I fucking <laughs> fight. Like, yeah. um, it's, it's, trust me, it's not something to be proud of. It's something that we both live with, that we both have to fucking fight on a constant basis, being married women that, you know, interact with other people. Um, but like for me, sometimes it can be too much input. I can yeah. just be overwhelmed yep. and I just get pissed yep. because I can't, it's, it comes into me so fast that I can't like, it's hard to self-regulate. I can't that. digest it. I can't mm-hmm. think about it. Like, I'm just like, I have no fucking time. So like if Phil and I are in a, like an argument, mm-hmm. it will get to a point where I'm like, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is our fucking safe word in yeah. an argument. I say Oklahoma and that means I'm fucking off for 10 to 15 minutes to go sit in a room by myself because I'm going to throw something or hit something and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it has taken a really long time for him to figure out that he needs to fucking leave me alone when I'm like that and I'm like, yo, I need space. Get to self-regulate real quick. And it's not that I don't want to finish the conversation. Right. I always circle back. We always finish the conversation. Yeah. I'm not leaving him hanging. I'm not cold shouldering him. It's like, yo, for both of us right now, this is not going to be helpful. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt your feelings. And I might break something in the process. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucking wants that. Yep. Nobody fucking wants that. Yeah. Something that like really helped me too, like with the sitting with that is like before, sometimes I'll just get quiet and it's not because I'm ignoring or whatever. I just need maybe 30 seconds to process what I'm actually experiencing and then to come at it from a place where I actually know myself. So instead of being like, very reactive. I mean, that's how our arguments used to go or any argument in my life. It'd just be reactive and like a fuck you. I'm going to hurt you worse than you can fucking possibly hurt me right now. I had to stop doing that because that's very unhealthy and it hurts the other people around you. Especially when you're married to someone and you want to stay married to them. Uh You have to learn how to not do that shit anymore. Thanks mom. So I have to, I had to just sit for a second and now I know I have different tactics. It's usually I got to take a couple breaths and then I got to think about my tone. A voice because I want to actually let you know that I am hearing you, but, and not put words in the other person's mouth. Right now I am feeling instead of you're making me feel because that person isn't making you do anything. You are feeling this and that's okay. I laughed because I'm totally the fucking tone person too. And I will say something and Phil will be like, no, that's not how you said Uh it. And I'm like, Uh whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But it took, it took a long time for me to get there and building some self-confidence yes. in order to be confident enough in my, in myself to know that what I'm saying has value Yes, and that I am okay. And it is okay to express that I'm feeling a certain way and be like, I want to have this conversation with you when before I just completely shut down and be like, no, fuck you. Always advocate for yourself. Yes. You are that your is, own best fucking advocate. And self-confidence plays into that so fucking sure much. Look at us coming back around, right. segueing into the next topic because yes. we're pros. Um, there are two sides of the coin when it comes to confidence, like most yes. things that you're going to deal with in your life. Um, you have underconfidence and overconfidence, uh, and they are both viewed very very differently. Yes. I will say this as a disclaimer before we jump into this. Something we are that not therapists. We are not. we are not trying to be therapists. We are people that have gone to a lot of therapy that have read a lot about things concerning mental health and mindfulness on the internet. And if you are, want receipts, articles will be in the show notes. Yes. And and all we're doing is is having these conversations in hopes that it will 
reach somebody and they'll be like, oh, maybe because it changes your perspective do. a little bit. They usually do. We drop one of these episodes and it never fucking fails. Like, yeah. especially the ones that like Sasha and I have to smoke three cigarettes before we go <laughs> record because we're going to cry in the middle of it. Yeah. Like those are the most important yet difficult episodes for us to record, but they matter the most because people have told us, yo, this episode saved my life. And that shit is like, Whoa. I can't tell you the feeling you get when someone tells you that, because I know I've said that to people before and I didn't realize the weight that it carries when you actually receive something like yeah, that. For sure. Like, um, like something I, I learned in therapy, actually we were in a group setting and somebody was really fucking overconfident, just fucking mm. cocky. And my therapist after that said, okay, you, you react a specific way to this specific person. What's going on there? And I was like, they're just fucking full of themselves. And she goes, are they full of themselves or are they just confident and you wish you were confident? And I was like, fuck. Shit. Shit. Because Called then out. I was like, I paid more attention to what, what they were actually doing. And at the end of the day, it really, it wasn't a jealousy thing. It was like, I wish that I was that confident. And so I automatically hated, I didn't like them because they were confident. So... I've been that person too, like, which is weird because I am not like that happened to me in college Mm -hmm. and it ruined a friendship because someone let it fucking get to them that Mm -hmm. I got a job that they thought they deserved that they were not equipped for. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry that you were there longer than me, but apparently they thought I was better at it than you. And that's why you didn't get the job. Oh, by the way, the person you were working for didn't fucking like you. That's also (laughs) why I didn't get the job. But like that happened to me and they were like, well, and every time I would walk by the office, they would have a fucking snide remark for me. And I was just like under their breath. And one day after we got off from the station, I was like, you just going to, I texted them because I wasn't going to bring this into the fucking radio station. Right. I wasn't going to make this drama at school. I was like, you seem to fucking have some sort of a comment for me every time. She's like, well, this, 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 and this. And it's like, sorry that I'm good at my job. Maybe suck less. <laughs> like I, that's like one of the few times where someone has been like, well, you're just a fucking know it all. You know what? I might be because I fucking study what I do really fucking difficult or like really fucking hard because most of the time, A, it's difficult for me to focus on things because my brain, but B, like everything that I do, I try to do with my whole ass because Mm -hmm. it's fucking worth doing. If you're going to fucking do it, you may as well do it right and be good at it, right? Like I've, I've never before in my life had somebody take something I've worked so fucking hard for and throw it in my face like that. And that shit hurts too. Yeah, it sure does. It really does. It's like, I have, I am here from fucking 11 in the morning until (laughs) two in the morning and your chair just died. (laughs) Did you hit the button with your foot? (laughs) I'm like, Sasha just got even shorter, but like, don't, don't let people shit on you just because you know your shit either. So like. Let's talk about the scale of yes. like underconfidence versus yes. overconfidence and see where you land. So underconfident people usually are going to back away from a new opportunity or a challenge, jobs, hobbies, relationships, et cetera, because they're afraid of feeling embarrassed, um, not living up to something, afraid of failure. Hello, imposter syndrome. What's Mild up? Um, but overconfident people on the flip side of that can be perceived as know-it-alls or narcissists. Overcompensating usually falls into this category for your own abilities. It can also, though, lead to issues like failing on an objective or not hitting a deadline on time or overselling something and then, you know, panicking because, oh, you fuck, can't fill, you, you can't, can't fulfill yeah. what you promised. Yeah, I like... 
I have no problem with know-it-alls if they can actually show me that they do know it all. Mm -hmm. If you can show me that you're an authority, awesome. If you walk into the room and you have less experience than me and you're like, oh, I know this, this, and this. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know? And you can't back it up with a fucking laundry list of reasons. I'm not going to listen to a goddamn thing you have to say. Yep. Sorry. So narcissists, let's talk about them. Um, Again, we are not therapists. We are not trying to be therapists. We have been to a lot of therapy. I have been abused by a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And one of my best friends was abused by a narcissist. So I have a little bit of experience in the topic. Um, Let's talk about narcissism. It's defined as excessive interest or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. So this can be... It can be their physical appearance, but other things that they could be concerned with are like their social status or their public image or other things like that. It can be due to insecurities and defense mechanisms and the difference between confidence and narcissism. Now, this is pay attention to this. Confidence will give you a personal sense of capability and competency, while narcissism is about having a sense of superiority over others, which we'll we'll attach an article or two about narcissism in the show notes just in case. Um. There's a big fat psychology today article actually already at the bottom of the show notes for you to read if you want to read more about narcissism, but narcissism is all about control. Mm -hmm. Yep. Overconfidence is not about control. Overconfidence is knowing that your voice is going to matter in the conversation to reach the greater goal. Yep. Narcissism is about fucking controlling you and tearing you down because that person hates themselves more than they hate you. Yep. That's what, that's why narcissists work. Like, they will suck you in with this fucking Hoover bullshit where they're all sweet. It's called love bombing. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, a couple weeks to a couple months, it's going to be just smart remarks. It's slowly going to start. It's, it's going to start as small things. And, and this isn't like into big things. Broad brush 100% of the time. No. But I would say the majority of narcissists that I have experienced have followed this. Yes. Um, they they kind of do have a textbook. I yeah. mean, like if you have a certain type of mental disorder or mental illness, like you yep. kind of check some boxes regardless of your individual quirks. Yes. Um, and by the way, if you wonder if you're a narcissist, you're not, you're a, narcissist. not a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Narcissists don't worry about whether or not other people think they're narcissists. No, so they do not. that's a good litmus test right yes. there. Um, like, I mean, narcissistic abuse, if you've gone through it is one of the most hellacious life ruining <laughs> things I think ever. Um, I got goosebumps because it makes me uncomfortable remembering that stuff. I actually had a conversation the other day with another one of our friends that um, they're a media host. And they were like, yeah, when your PTSD flashback from an abusive ex hits you and you're recording, I'm like, fuck, I've been there. Yep. Yep. Like, they were like, are you okay? You look like you just saw a ghost. And they were just like, yeah. In my experience, (laughs) um, a lot of... The narcissistic abuse comes with a lot of gaslighting, mm-hmm. um, which is literally, literally tearing you down and flipping everything on you. Undermining like your entire you, thought process. Yes, yes. It's, it's fucking terrible, and it can take a minute to call yourself out of that. If you think you're experiencing that, we can link um, some hotline numbers down in the yes. show notes. So why and how do narcs draw us in? Um, because we like those who are higher in narcissism better than those who fall lower on the scale. Why? It's because people overestimate how much self-esteem a narcissist can actually have. That's the big thing. Yes. Uh, narcs come off as experts in the authority most of the time. That's how they pull you into their web. My experience with one specific individual, it was the love bombing thing. It was, you know just showering with gifts and just so nice and and whatever it literally took a couple weeks i think mm-hmm. before the, the controlling 
the controllingness happens and then, you know, oh, I have this and they always had to have the flashiest things. I mean, we're very obsessed with, with looking like they lived the life when they were living beyond their means. Here's a great example for you. Okay. We're going to use a personal example. I'm fucking calling my mom out because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck her. Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, I'm fucking waiting for it to be shipped to my house because it's sold out on Amazon right now. But holy shit, if you have a shitty mom, go find that book. Like, I have read excerpts from it, and Jesus Christ, that woman is doing God's work. Jeanette McCurdy, I fucking love you. If you don't know who Jeanette McCurdy is, she's Sam from iCarly. Um, she was one of my favorite, like, actress when I was younger. And, like, as we've gotten older together, because we're about the same age, like, she's just as fucking cool now as I thought she was when we were fucking 16 years old. But, um, so, like, example of how narcissism works. My mother. Several years ago, there was a car accident that happened, and the car landed in the river, and they were searching for someone that had died in the river. They, they hadn't found the body. My mother makes chili and cheese sandwiches to take to the firefighters and divers looking for this person. My mom doesn't know the person that they're looking for. I have no idea if she even knows any of the fucking firefighters, but she took soup and sandwiches down to the dive crew for attention, but wouldn't help anybody after Hurricane Maria almost wiped us off the map. I didn't get a goddamn bit of help after a hurricane almost fucking killed me, but my fucking bitch of a mother took cheese sandwiches and fucking soup to divers that were looking for somebody that she didn't even know. And it's not a contest of like me versus this girl. Obviously, like it was a very fucked up situation. They did find the girl. She ended up dying. Like, but like that's how narcissists work. They're so fucking convinced that their public image is the most important thing ever that they will go above and beyond and make an ass out of themselves to try to fucking look helpful because they think that's what people want. Yep. And and really, it's it's just like a show. You know, they, they, a my lot. sister, my sister started a GoFundMe account for one of her friends in high school that lost their house to a fire. Again, didn't lend to her own sister a fucking lick of help after a hurricane almost fucking killed her. Yeah, that's fuck you bitches. <laughs> I fucking hate you. So let's get to the positive part yes, of this podcast. Yes. Sorry. We, we, in the tangent, face. Right? we tangent it. I got pissed talking about my mom for a second, but we're good. So confidence. Yes. How do you find it? Oh, fuck. Um, Coming from two people who've hated themselves and wanted to end themselves more times than we care to openly admit. um, We are perfectionists in an attempt to outrun our imposter syndrome and past trauma. Uh, Finding self-confidence is really fucking hard sometimes. It really is. It really is. It's fucking... And I laugh about it now because I've crossed that fucking mountain. But, like, thinking about doing that again... Um, I think it scares me less thinking about it now, to be honest with you. Um, but it was a lot of work over a lot of fucking years. Practice is always going to make you better. Not perfect because perfect is something that isn't necessarily attainable. It's an impossible standard to hold yourself to, to for anyone. I don't care who you are on this earth. Um, so practice and hone your skills so that you know your shit so well, nobody can question it. Um, we can put a couple links. I think that something that is super beneficial. I don't think that everybody needs to like go to therapy and, and do uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Don't take this as, Oh my God, you need to go to therapy no. either. But if you do need to go to therapy, this is your push. Go right, to therapy. Right. But I would, I would encourage if, if you're having a little bit of a struggle bus moment to, to look into a CBD, a CBD, <laughs> look at a CBD. CBD helps too. Um, a CBT <laughs> book, cognitive behavioral therapy workbook. It's, you can purchase one for like 12 bucks online. It's um, just it, thought exercises yes. and stuff like that. Yep, yeah. It, super it, useful. It gives you something to reflect on. Um, it helps guide you a little bit. Um, it helps you create 
new habits, better ways of speaking to yourself. Um, and past that, maybe journaling, calling yourself out, like, you know, being aware of, of what's going on. And then, you know, you can figure out whatever works for you. Like have a fucking I'm awesome jar and yes. like put something that you love about yourself in the jar every couple of days. And that's again, journaling is awesome for that too. Cause you can do the thought inventory. These are things yes. I did well this week. These are things I want to work on next week. Right. Not like, putting yourself down, just acknowledging that this yeah. is what happened this week. I did this and I can do better. Okay. Right. Cool. cool. Like, so self-help 101, if you're looking to build your confidence, cognitive behavioral therapy workbook, thought journal. Yeah. You can acquire both of them for less than $30. Oh, yeah. Yep. Far cheaper one. than therapy. Yes. Yeah. And you can- It's a starting point. There are starting points. And then there's also like apps where mm-hmm. they will do like the guided thought coaching with voice. If you need that voice prompt, you can find that. Um, yep. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know they exist. Um yep. So if you're talking about mastering a certain skill, study it. Mm -hmm. Your brain is no different. Mm -hmm. Again, get that workbook, get your thought journal and figure out why you tick the way you do. Yes. Understanding yourself is like literally the key to unlocking your fucking full potential. Like literally. And it sounds like self-help book back cover bullshit, but it's It's true. true. It's fucking true. It's fucking true. When you believe in yourself, there are very few things that will actually like make you think, huh, that might stop me. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. Very yep. few. And those things are like acts of nature mm-hmm. and things that you absolutely cannot control. Everything else is in your fucking wheelhouse and you've got it. So yep. like get a mentor if you can. Um, okay. If you're struggling with confidence in your work or your hobby or whatever it is that you want to do, creating a collaborative environment with your peers is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And I suggest it to everyone. If you're not doing it already, you definitely should be. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I know that especially in like competitive industries, especially mm-hmm. like our industry, podcasting is very, very competitive, mm-hmm. but we have surrounded ourselves with collaborators and mentors and friends that don't fitness podcasts. So we don't have to fight with them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not ever a bad idea to bounce ideas off of people. Yeah. And honestly, if, even if it like, whatever, there aren't any bad ideas in my opinion. I mean, unless you're Some like are better than self, others, but like everything you're like is worth writing talking, down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not like planning someone's fucking death, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a creative environment. Yes. So like it's, you bring Spitball. an idea to the table and then you just expand upon it. That's Sadie and I do that like on a daily basis. It's like, okay, we could do this. Let's try this. Okay. That's a great idea. What if, and then we just spitball it a little bit more and then it becomes this fucking amazing idea yeah so we're working on our patreon account and like i sent sasha an idea and she's like i like the guts of that idea but we need to change some things and then i sent another one and we were like boom yes yep and then that was it we just you know add notes and then we make you know you're just building upon it or like if we have a question or need like some input i'll fucking text gorman or Mm -hmm. i'll text pat or you know whoever like Make sure that you have a network of people that do something, maybe not exactly the same as what you do, but something in the same vein Mm -hmm. so that you can have other people to bounce ideas off of. Because if they're your friend, they want to help you succeed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because that's what friends do. And if they're trying to sabotage you, then they're not your fucking friend friend. and you shouldn't be putting any trust in that person anymore. And it's hard to to realize that sometimes because I think... It hurts. Think, it hurts to have to realize that someone isn't really your friend. That shit sucks. Well, and there's there's different seasons too. So like realizing that someone isn't actually your friend or hasn't been a very good friend or that you grew apart and like you're just in different seasons of each other. It's okay to let those friendships go. And you don't even have to say anything nope. either. If you realize that, you know what? This happens. This happens to it me does. a lot. 
I feel like, especially like since we've moved back with everything that's happened with pandemic and like, I don't know, my life's just been fucking chaos for the last five years. But like the other day I got an email from a friend. They're like, Hey, we're doing a grand opening for this thing that we're doing. We'd love to fucking see you. A bunch of our radio friends are going to be there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking go to that because I haven't seen all of these people in eons and they're going to be like, holy shit, Sadie, you're not dead. And I'm like, I know, right? How are you? Holy shit. Like you can, you can let a friendship go to the back burner without saying anything or letting that friendship go. Mm -hmm. And if they're really your friend, they understand that we're all in flux. Like my best, my best friend since sixth grade. Sometimes we go weeks without talking, but mm-hmm. when we do, we fucking pick up like nothing happened. Because guess what? We're fucking busy 30-somethings with right. jobs and shit to do. Yep. Like, everybody can do that. But then there are times where, like, I'll, like, completely withdraw, and then Sasha will text me, and she'll be like, are you hey, good? You're really I haven't quiet. heard from you for a little bit. And Just checking in. That's usually a sign that maybe I need a checkup. Yeah. But, you know, like, your friends know how to read you if they've been your yep. friends for a while. And this is why having these open conversations about your feelings and your mental health is so fucking important with your friends. Yep. It can be awkward, um, but it's necessary. Because if this person is in your support network, they need to understand how you work, and you need to understand how they work. Yep. And, it, and sometimes it's literally... Just active listening. Mm-hmm. Don't have to fix anything. Just hear. Just the amazing things hear you hear them. when you don't talk and let <laughs> everyone else do the talking for you. You can learn a lot about <laughs> other people and you can learn a lot about yourself in those moments. Yep, that's so, what I do when I dissociate. I just sit there and listen to everybody talk in public and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, people will show you, show you uh, things about themselves that they don't realize they're doing because they say the quiet parts out loud. Yeah, people love to say the quiet part out loud. <sighs> yep, they sure do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that an inside joke? Mm, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's but not. There's, there's a, it's a Simpsons joke, actually. Yeah. Crap, I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet because Homer says the thinking brain part out loud and mm. then thinks the loud part that he was supposed to say when he's going to the Duff Brewery. Yeah. But yeah, don't say the quiet part loud. Yeah. Don't out yourself as a shitty person. <laughs> Just or don't or say do it. and make it easier for people around you. I mean, you. fucking what's-his-face is getting his comeuppance, getting deplatformed on every social media because oh, he's I'm not even. I'm not even say their don't name. Don't even say their not name. Not even say their name, but they got their ass fucking kicked off of everything. Guess Good. what? Don't be a shitty, You're abusive a piece person. of shit. So. If you know co- internet fucking bochinche, which is drama, uh, you've if you're on TikTok, you've seen a lot of men bitching about this person being gone, which is Wait, amazing. Good. Uh, you know what? Don't be shitty and you won't have your, you won't be deplatformed. Well, yeah. we should have people with varying opinions. No, uh, people that are abusive just shouldn't have fucking platforms. No. Women I'm not going to change my my fucking <sighs> Women aren't property. Yeah, we're not your fucking property. We're humans uh, too. <laughs> Psychology Today has some great input on how to build your confidence. Being confident means knowing that you can handle the emotional outcome of whatever, you fa- whatever you'll face because you can. Yep. Um, begin by acknowledging every emotion. Just acknowledging it, including difficult emotions rather than avoiding them. Avoiding really honestly leads to resentments and and can lead you on a path of self-hatred to be honest is bad don't do it speaking up for yourself limiting self-criticism and other strategies can help build emotional strength and confidence and that psychology today uh article is linked down below in the show notes so make sure you go read through the whole thing it's pretty damn good i think about like mental health ticks sometimes in like the dumbest fucking way but it works for me like little demons 
Yeah, if you yeah. ignore the demons, the demons are just going to stack up and stack up and make an even bigger demon. Or yeah. you squish the tiny little fucking demon under your foot right away and then go on with your day. It can be scary to take things head on, especially when it comes to yourself. And I totally get that. Done it a lot the majority of my life. But let me tell you fucking something. I'm a lot more fucking satisfied with myself. I feel a lot more confident and w- with my feet on the ground than I ever have because I worked through this shit and I figured out tactics that work for me to help me get out of that shit. And what works for us might not work for you and that's okay. And sometimes it's literally as simple as literally just being where your hands are. Yes. You're here in this moment. Your hands are here with you. Just be right here. You're in the moment and it's okay, whatever you're experiencing, but just realize that that's all it is, is this moment. Yep. And then figure out how you can deal with it. And you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Guess what? We all have intrusive, weird fucking thoughts every day. You think you're weird because your brain's like, "Mm, what would happen if you swerved this car across across the center line in the road here quick? Like everybody has those thoughts. Mm -hmm. What if I just went off the side of the bridge? You're not your thoughts. Your brain is this fucking electro thing in your head that just shoots little currents all day long, 24-7, 365. And your receptors, it could be broken like ours, so they don't know how to accept the fucking current. Or your brain is just overactive and it's sending too much current. Like, figure out... It is possible to rewire your brain. To an extent. from experience. Well, it depends on what it is. Yes, there are certain things you can short-circuit and rewire. Some things are hard-coded. Like, we talk about with each other sometimes, like, when we have fights, um, your fight or flight response is burned into your nerves. Yep. So the way that I react, like if I feel like a full on assault is coming is going to be like that, regardless of how much cognitive behavioral therapy or mindfulness I have, because it's fucking burned into me. Right. Well, and here's the thing too, depending on what you struggle with, if you are struggling with something like borderline personality disorder, like you can't take medication for that. No, you literally have to fucking rework shit. Yep. And it takes a lot of fucking work. For other people, it's not the same thing. It may be like a chemical a fucking imbalance. Hello. Yeah. Like, um, I I don't have the right amounts of chemicals. I also have terrible anxiety. So my anxiety and depression pretty much will drive anything I do. Um, yeah. And that's okay. I've learned how to work around it. The people that I work with understand because they've known me for fucking almost 15 years. Mm. Like, uh, it's... Uh, that's the other thing too. Like mental health has become such an important aspect of the workplace that you should be doing your part too. Yeah. That's great that your company is letting you have free therapy or whatever. Fucking take advantage of Mm it. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of that shit. If your company has a mental health plan, do it. Take those days off. Go take that fucking therapy. Use your insurance. That's why you have it. Mm -hmm. Like, Get the get a hold of your reins, and then you can kind of try to it's figure out what to you're steer. doing. It's yeah. easier to steer when you have power steering fluid. And even even therapy though I, is your power steering fluid. Even though I have power steering fluid in my car, sometimes I still fucking drive into the curb. Right. Like, exactly. It it's you're fucking human. So yeah. like, don't put so much stress on yourself that oh my god, I have to fucking do this now. Just put some work in, and, and like you'll be okay. I promise. And you'll because be you've right. had one or two bad days in a row doesn't mean that your therapy is a waste. Nope. It doesn't mean your therapy is not working. It doesn't mean that you should stop going. It nope. doesn't mean that your therapist is shitty. Nope. It means that you're human, and our brains are these squishy fucking gray things <sighs> that just do whatever they want, and we're at their fucking will. The amount of times after a, a rough session where I like learned a lot or like unloaded a lot those were the day of and the day after were like, it's like an adrenaline dump almost. Like it's just, 
it's not going to be like super easy, but like building self-confidence can like it, I can't tell you or explain to you in like the right words, how it has changed my fucking life, but it takes work. It takes a lot of work. It Um, takes practice and like, but it's worth it. It's so fucking look at what we do. Like you've seen us cry. You've seen us talk about some of the fucking most darkest, farthest back skeletons in our closet on this podcast. If we can do that (laughs) and broadcast it to you, you can go to therapy. The only way that I would have been able to share any of that with you ever, the darkest parts of anything that has ever happened to me is because, because we went to therapy. I went to therapy and I got some of my confidence back. Yeah. I would not have ever, if this was 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to share that with you because I was so fucking ashamed and I did not like myself at all. But We've now you that realize before. that you, you were a consequence of what was happening around you. Mm-hmm. You were not the driving force. You were not the reason right. it happened and you didn't deserve well, for any of that shit to happen. And it, it's not just that instance. It's no, just it's like just, everything else. Yeah. And like, it, you know, there are things that are going to happen to you in your life that you're going to struggle with. It might be trauma. It might be whatever it might be that are going to knock that confidence down a little bit. And you do, sometimes you don't even realize it's happening until like it's it's happened and mm-hmm. you're like ew this podcast is sponsored by better help uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on mtk and we would like to talk a little bit more about how better help that's h-e-l-p can help you if you're looking for counseling online it's super convenient you can start communicating in under 48 hours it is not a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online it's amazing i've signed up for it myself Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, And BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, You can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to, um, and talk through some things, it's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com, that's H-E-L-P, slash M-T-K, um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash MTK. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com slash MTK, and get 10% off of your first month today. <laughs> and it and you sucks. Know, you know what I do when that happens? I do something that I really like or that I know I'm really good at. Yeah that I know someone else is going to enjoy. So like, Mm -hmm. I've been feeling kind of like I've been crawling, dude, post-surgery was rough. Mm -hmm. Like that post-surgery mental hole that you fall into when you see that part of your leg muscle is atrophied and you still can't fucking walk completely normal almost nine weeks after surgery. It's a lot. I'm still also have to remind myself I'm only nine weeks fucking post-surgery, but still it can be tough. And I've been crawling out of that hole again. And so like, I started making playlists again Mm because it's like, you know what people, 
that I hang out with fucking love music and people fucking love the weird ass playlists that I put together. So right. I was like, I'm just going to shit out a couple of these this week and see if, you know, do something that you like that can bring joy to someone else. Yeah. And or don't that. do it for the fucking attention. Do it because it makes you feel good and it helps that person. Right. Or do something that just like you enjoy and, and makes you feel good. You know what's cooler than helping people and then bragging about it for attention? Just fucking just helping people it. and not telling anybody about it. <laughs> for sure. Make sure that you read the articles that are attached below. Yes. Make sure that you're following us on the social medias at Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere except for Twitter. We're at MTK staff. Yep. Of course, the show notes will be up at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. Find Sasha merch. on social media. She's at Meathead Sasha with a U-S-A-U-S-H-A. Sasha72 on the tweet space. Mm. I'm Meathead Sadie everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch. I have a Twitch. If you like video games, follow me on Twitch. We're going to talk about fitness bullshit. That'll be fun. You're going to do TikTok lives. I'll fucking, I'll fucking host, host school on Twitch. (laughs) Make sure that if you uh, would like to look into some programming that you go to meetheadathletics.com. We do have merch shop.herdatmedia.com or there's a link on our website to do that. And be fucking nice. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other. Be nice to a stranger on the internet today. Give them a compliment. You might make a new friend. Yeah. Meathead Test Kitchen. How? Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.